Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. It's the Thanksgiving edition of this week's show. We're covering July 15th, 1989 of NWA Saturday Night on TBS. Again, happy Thanksgiving, ladies and gentlemen. It's a Thanksgiving episode, as I just said, which traditionally always drops a day early so that you can have some BTT playing in your ears while you drown out your family members during this splendid holiday. Also, don't forget at the end of this week's episode will be the annual tradition that we play every year at Thanksgiving time. It's that famous segment. Doc, I can't believe we made something a annual tradition, but we did with this show, and it is how to give thanks while eating and blessing the meal at your family's Thanksgiving lunch or dinner or whatever they or whenever you guys eat. Anyway, we hope we're staying safe and healthy out there during these trying times. Doc, let me welcome you in as Mr. Paperwork is late as normal. How are you? Gobble, motherfucking gobble. We made it to another Thanksgiving, Doc. Another Thanksgiving? What is this, five? Six? Well, technically, we're in the... We're five and a half years in, so this would be the sixth Thanksgiving episode. I tried to explain why tonight was a big show to the family at dinner before all this, and they just looked at me with puzzled stares, so... Uh, there you go. It's like, uh, I'm like, look, me and Mike and sometimes Harper have created a connection with these people. I can't explain it either, but it's there and it's real. So what do you want me to do about it? Amen. Man, I got to tell you this. I need this. Uh, by the time people listen to this, they're going to be doing their Thanksgiving chores to get ready for the, for the meal. We're doing ours outdoors. We have a little table out there. We're going to be having an outdoor meal with it, with the, a little bit of extended family, socially distanced, masked up. Um, I'm be doing my my chores when this comes out. My bullshit chores. I'm sitting here tonight. Uh, I'm sitting here with a little little snifter of uh, Jameson whiskey uh, and having a little Samuel Adams winter lager to chase that shit down. Because if we don't drink, you know, might all do the Von Eric thing. Let me ask you something. Sure. When's the last time you got hit by a train? <laughs> Sir, I've never been hit by a train. They still run those commercials, though. I got to think that anybody who anybody who needs to hear that won't listen. And anybody who listens doesn't need to hear it. I am total in total agreement with you on that one. Okay. 
one other quick note of the week, and, and this will still be relevant as you listen to this. Um, the Cowboys are back in contention after a bye week, which is the best possible thing that can happen to a, a Dallas fan, football fan. Also, I need y'all to step shit up down in the bayou because I picked your team to win the Super Bowl, and y'all went out and got y'all's hero broken this weekend. <laughs> uh, we'll I, see what happens, man. Yeah, yeah. So we're still playing sports. Um, we got Thanksgiving on the way. Christmas is right around the corner. Just remember, not only do you need to use that Amazon link, but you need to use it early because um, UPS is going to be swamped this year. Yeah, I agree. Tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon, a great way to support this show without spending anything extra. The show gets a little bit of kickback in return when you use the BTT Amazon Associates link. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Please use it. Give it to the wives, girlfriends, side pieces, whatever you have in your life. Tell them to use it every time they use Amazon. Do like our old friend JBL Objective, longtime Patreon member, said, actually put the link into the browser for these folks because we know they don't take directions easily. Doc and I were having an off-air discussion about uh, our women taking directions easily. But anyway, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. I see people using it. Um, thank you very much during this holiday season. We appreciate it. That was a nice way to throw it to me, Doc. And no, that wasn't a commercial. It just was, hey, this is how you help a show. There's lots of ways to help the show. The other thing you could do is leave a five-star review, right? Well, yes. So we probably should talk about that real quick. Let me mention special shout out to Largest Page Contributors Monthly, our Largest Page Contributors Monthly, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry, and Joe Ice. And then with that said, I think you've got a five-star review, or would you like me to read the one that's on the Android app first? Oh, I don't care. I'll go ahead and read next just so we trade off voices here. Um, we've got a guy, I would say not a guy, a gentleman here, a gentleman, um, an elite, if you will, an intellectual elite named Jeff Jays. Do you know Jeff? I don't uh, see. I don't know. I'm sure he may be on Twitter or Facebook, but the the handle on iTunes is not one I'm familiar with. So, Jeff, okay, if you're well, on there and you follow us, please let us know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we know he's a, we know he's a fan. His headline for his review is BTT is tremendous. That's a Mike Mills word. He likes to use that a lot. Uh, big docaholic here. <laughs> Ruth and doesn't care who gets butt hurt in the process. His comment about Dusty's forehead is the greatest one-liner in the history of wrestling podcast. Harper's gimmick for being late every week must stop. Boy, no kidding. <laughs> here we here we are living in the middle of it now. <laughs> Pandemics and chronic fatigue and and chronic tardiness. <laughs> He brings the charisma aboard. Mr. That's Nice makes me crack up every show. Mike Mills, my man, he keeps it all together somehow. How Mike keeps control of this is beyond me. He doesn't. If you were a fan of old school wrestling, this show is an absolute must. Keep doing your thing, fella. Much respect from NC. North Carolina is in the house. Thank you, Jeff. We appreciate the five-star review. That was A smart uh, man like that good. must live within the research triangle. Are you familiar with that? No, I'm not. 
Well, you got a bunch of colleges there, and they kind of form a triangle, and it's called the research. Oh, yes, okay. The ACC. I, I know you only care about athletics, but I'm a I'm a student athlete. Yeah. Okay. Well, Jeff, we appreciate the support. We appreciate you writing it down. Those five star reviews do help us show up in in cross searches with the algorithms. Um, it's a great free way for all all of you out there to help the show. Do you know what he means by about your comment about Dusty's forehead as the greatest one-liner in the history of wrestling podcast? Not a single clue. Remember, and I think this is what he's talking about. One time Dusty came out and his you know forehead was all scarred up, but it was also wrinkled and it was purple. <laughs> and you said, why does his forehead look like a bruised pussy? <laughs> I think I'm almost certain that's the comment he's talking about when he says that. Well, that does sound like something I would say. <laughs> yeah, that's nice, Doc. Good job. All right. Well, I've got one on Podcast Attic. Remember, you can leave five-star reviews on Podcast Attic now. And this one is from Grandmaster Wang. Oh, no. Yeah. I believe I know who this is, but um, and I believe he's on Twitter, but I, I won't say it just to be safe because I don't want to mis misidentify anyone. But Grandmaster Wang says... The greatest podcast in the history of our sport. Class up your podcast game with Menace running the ropes, Harper shooting ropes, and Doc dropping all the correct takes. Harper shooting rope, boy, you don't know. That's so true. The boys don't waste our time with Conradvertisements every five mm. minutes. I see what you did there. That's cool. We all love a nice tossed salad, right, Harper? But we don't need no dong croutons, and we don't need lessons on how to not get hit by a train, and we don't need no Toyoto. So ditch the spot monkeys and check out the only podcast that's always airtight, brother. Airtight. That's a, hell of a, that's that's a, hell a good of a one, review. too. Yeah. Harper's well, always now, shooting ropes and tossing salad. Wow. Now Ooh. that we don't have Journey Cornette writing haikus every week, I, I kind of like this. You know, he showed up on Twitter last week for a little while, and then I, I hadn't seen anything since then. But I haven't been on there much either, so maybe he's back and I'm just not seeing it. But he was on Twitter for a day or two, as I saw. The thing y'all got to realize about Mike is when the world gets too much, he shuts down. So he ain't going to be out there on your Twitter. <laughs> All right, I got a couple couple things real quick. Some new Patreon members. Uh, I like remember it. To Become a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. You can access our pay-per-views that we do from the NWA. You can access the Clash of the Champions. we got a pay-per-view coming up, the the, the uh, uh, Great American Bash hey, 1989 is coming We're going to record that the day after Thanksgiving. I'm going to be just tuned in to see how hungover I can be. That sounds great. And if the Cowboys lose, oh, man, God bless oh, no, you I'm on not, that one. I'm not worried about that. I got They got that handled. Okay. Look, well, anyway. I'm, so far, I'm so far past trying to work and be like, ah, we're still going to win and blah, blah, blah. Right? It is what it is. Opera looks Great. like he's on. So, well, I'll be I damned. So, real quick, uh, I want to shout out Liz Ricketts, new Patreon member, and Hutch Hoskins, new Patreon member as well. Thank you for signing up. And please enjoy all that extra Patreon content, like the live streams that we do, the World Class shows, the ECW shows, the pay-per-views, the Clash of the Champions, and all that stuff up on the Patreon feed at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. That's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Remember, 
The annual option is available, 10% off. You get a month for free when you sign up for a year. As you can, hear the, you the can hear the superstar breathing. Hi. Way How you doing, man? Breathe, he's come to breathe life into the show. Yeah. I'm sorry hey, I was late. Harper, I got something for you. Uh, you gotta hear. You gotta hear this five star review you got. We're gonna love it. We already read it, but now that you're here, I just read it. And I'm gonna read it again. This is from Grandmaster Wang. He says the greatest podcast in the history of our sport. Class up your podcast game with Menace running the ropes, Harper shooting ropes, and Doc dropping all the correct takes. The That's boys nice. don't. The boys don't waste our time with Conrad advertisements every five minutes. We all love a nice tossed salad, right, Hopper? But we don't need no dong croutons. We don't need lessons on how to not get hit by a train, and we don't want no Toyota. So ditch the spot monkeys and check out the only podcast that's always airtight, brother. So so toss salads, Hopper, and shooting ropes. That's That sounds like your life right now, right? Yeah, pretty much. But, they, but the kids went uh, trick-or-treating. They got this new candy called Sweet Tart Ropes. Oh, yeah, I've seen those. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. And your dirty nervous. ass, the first thing you thought was. <laughs> I, got, I got nervous. Hey, Harper, how you doing tonight? I got a question for you after that. Uh, oh, yeah, well, oh, I saw those ropes. And they were <laughs> sponsored by uh, Wonder Woman because that movie was supposed to come out over the summer. You know how she had the fucking magic, the, 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 the magic lasso yeah and that's how it is it's like the wonder woman magic lasso sweetheart ropes i'm sitting here looking at it, I'm thinking how much fucking money did sweethearts pay for this shit i don't care man i'd like to go back to the 70s and shoot and the fucking movie never even came out who cares man remember wonder woman in the 70s god oh no, linda carter dog yeah she had just humongous p- political parties on her chest She's still a, a very beautiful woman. She's, she's oh, gotta be in her seventies. Let's get her. Let's get her set up with you. She's that. Uh, she's got that whole like Jane Seymour thing where she's old as fuck, but you know, as I'm long as you, out. as long as you get some lube, it'll still work. That's oh, nice. She I was could... born in nineteen July twenty fourth, nineteen fifty one. Wow, the Korean War was going on. 69 years old, the perfect age for Harper. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Harper, I got a, I, I got a serial question for you. This uh, is a, a serious serial question. So the other day I was rolling through, and this is a shoot. I got um, – there's a, a, a shoot, legit, quantifiable, verifiable, eight different boxes of cereal in our snack cabinet. Oh, wow. God. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Harper's wet dream in there. (laughs) (laughs) And, but I was most intrigued by one particular box that I I stopped upon and then ate some of just so that we could have this conversation here tonight. So I'm just curious if you have tried Cotton Candy Captain Crunch. I've seen it. I never tried it. Okay. Yeah. It's there's, not. It's not good. I there's just, so many different Captain Crunches now. I just wanted to get an expert's opinion on. No, it. that's just too far out. Okay. And uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, my girlfriend, she was eating the fucking Halloween one I bought, and the milk turns green. And she's like, "Why's the fucking milk green?" It's 
I don't know. It's fucking magic. To match your to match your box, you Disney yeah. bitch. That's nice. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Come on, Mike. Control yourself, Doc. Come yeah, on. Yeah, Mike. The the five star reviews say that you're supposed to control this. Yeah. Good luck. Hit the ropes pal. and do the do the uh, international spot. I have no clue what you're talking about, but all right. Wow. So this is our first week uh, moving to the ring here. This is our first week off the network. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well, that's right. Because last week I I used the footage that I have because the network wasn't working. But yeah, you're right. This is the first week where we're off of the network. So, Harper, how the hell did you watch it? You sent it to me. Who says he did? Okay. So you were a, okay. This was the thing I was worried about. I didn't even think about that today. You were able to access it. Yeah, man, that's. Good. I got to tell you, Harper, you leaped over the low, low bar that Mike set for you because all week he's been telling me, you know, there's not a fucking chance in hell Harper figures this shit out. <laughs> she said, "I'm gonna have to get in my Kia and drive to New Orleans <laughs> and show him how this works." And it's fucking Kia Rio. <laughs> it's nice. I do not. Yeah. There's no steep hills. He'll roll backwards down. <laughs> <sighs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Yes, this is the first one. So Hopper has access. Doc has access. And um, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Uh, if you don't have access, I'm sorry, but we do. And it's uh, it's July 15th of 1989. So Doc, anything else before we get into the episode? There's some. There, first of all, it's it's really cool to see it in its more intended format. I'd rather watch that than the WWF's attempt at cleaning it up. Yeah, really, huh? It is so much better to fucking to to see it in its original. I I mean, even if it does look a little like it's a fucking GE VCR kind of, but so what? Yeah, so what, bro? Well, in the other part too is some of there's some of the episodes as I've scanned them have some of the original commercials oh yeah you know it's got a different feel we're going back 31 years let's go all the way back come on yeah yeah i'm with you but you're right hopper i mean as you can see i mean i'm sharing my screen right now it's it's grainier obviously it's vhs tape and like hopper said let's assume it was a g and not a Toshiba or whatever up whatever high what was a what was a top of the line VCR in nineteen eighty nine? A Sony? A Sony? I don't know. We had a JVC. Uh JVC. Yeah, JVC wasn't bad. We had a uh at Emerson. Jesus Christ. Did you get that shit at service merchandise? I think so, for real. <laughs> <laughs> that's serious <laughs> yeah because they had well hopper they had one in, they had one in metairie but they had one in the east too yeah uh-huh yep yeah it was, it was a wilson's before that yep sure was i remember that yep. i remember getting the fucking the fucking night rider car for fucking wilson's i, I thought i fucking won a lottery the big wheel no like a it's i mean i still got it but i'm i'm sitting here looking at it right now the Night Rider toy car? Yeah. And and it came with the Michael Knight figure. And you I would know put the bat- batteries yeah. in it. And you would hit the license plate and it would talk. I know exactly which one you're talking about. Does it still work? No. 
I mean, because I, I found it in the attic one night. I was like, holy shit, I remember this. And, I, of course, I popped the thing up before the battery. The battery been in there for fucking, you know, since, you know, 1980-whatever. And it was totally <laughs> disintegrated, and the whole thing was ruined. You know, okay, so a friend of mine had it, and we took it apart. Yeah. Like, in the 90s. The way it played that Michael Knight voice, or not the uh, the kit voice, uh-huh. there was like a little, it was like a hard, I don't know how to explain it, it was like a, a record in there, like a like a hard plastic record that would spin on a needle in there. That's crazy. Take that bitch apart, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about, since it ain't working. <laughs> uh, we are talking July 15th, 1989, NWA Saturday Night, that's right. July fifteenth, nineteen eighty nine, NWA Saturday Night on TBS. The let me let me uh, press play on the uh, video. The show opens uh, and we see a cage match going on with the Row Warriors, SST, and Freebirds. Oh, look at that! That looks like an assault. Uh, it's pretty aggressive. Um, they're beating down the Row Warriors. The the Freebirds and SST are they they're just putting it in putting it to them. And then we head to center stage to hear JR so. and Oh, and I'm sorry, you're right. It's Cobb County. Cobb County Civic Center. We're we're still in Cobb County. Cobb County Civic Center for some action. JR is on the mic to open the show and of course the irritating Michael Hayes is as well. They tell us what we're going to see. Doc, any thoughts on the opening if anything here? Man, did the Road Warriors get busted open in that? Uh, I honestly did not pay close attention, but was there blood and I missed it? I think so. Okay, there's okay. one thing I want to point out here. I Speaking of things being grainier and darker and whatever, I love this look way more than Center Stage's backdrop. It looks dark behind them. This looks like it's Saturday night at the wrestling. It ain't too well lit. It looks kind of like the shadows on the stage. This is how wrestling's supposed to be presented. I, this is way better than that tire, you know, Meineke muffler fucking backdrop at center stage. I dug this. This made me feel like it was dirty wrestling. Do you think it looks like that because it's just grainier footage and VHS footage? No, I, I think it just because they have a smaller, they didn't light. a smaller like they area. didn't light it the same way. Yeah, it's it, well because it, it they have a smaller area to to stand at. That's true too. Yeah, and Michael Hayes is looking ridiculous. Yeah, he's a, he's a buffoon. I mean, it's just. I like dude. his shirt. Look at that shirt. It described that Hopper. Uh, it's like he took a box cutter and just went across his body. The chest area. Yeah. Because <laughs> he had to have his nipples and chest hair out. Good God. <laughs> He was just summons in all the Brendas and Barbaras out there. I mean, good mm. lord. <sighs> God, you can just picture him just leaning up against the fucking <laughs> the fuck Camaro with that fucking marble red hanging out of his mouth. Leonard Skinner on eleven. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> What's he saying? <laughs> What's he hollering at the broads with Hopper? Hey. No, like remember like they used to do the old like ow! Like the uh <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, like, like kissing shit you used to do when it be like a hot chick or something. That, Ow! I, I, I can't do it. Some white people stuff is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. All right. Well, we keep going. Speaking and of we white go- people, shit. <laughs> yeah, Jesus no. Jesus Christ. Christ. <laughs> Harper, Look you want to describe? fucking shit here. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> hey, kid, here's a fucking volleyball from, from, from Dollar General store. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> here's a beast. No. Why the fuck you, kid? This is so terrible. Oh, Harper is talking about none other than Johnny Ace and Shane Douglas, the dynamic dudes coming to the rings with Mm-mm. beach balls. They pull a kid out the audience. They play a little volleyball with the beach ball. Damn. Uh, they should be sponsored by TNC Surf Design. <laughs> they really should have. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's just toss around a beach ball. Yeah. Nothing says wrestling like this. Yeah. Why they beach people. Yeah. Shane's from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Just uh, I could see if they're both built from What's he been surfing down the sludge on the Allegheny River? (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Just wait till they get into the feud with the midnight. Man, I gotta say this. I can't decide watching Shane because he'll say now, oh, that was blah, 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 blah. I can't tell if he knows that's a turd there or if he's really like, this is my chance. Look at him dancing. Look at Shane dancing in the race. I don't know, Doc, because, I mean, he he had a decent run in UWF. So, like, he's had some notoriety at this point, And he's been here before. <laughs> So I don't know if he's thinking this is some. I I really think he probably was like this is stupid, but I'm just gonna pin me, pay me, do my job so I can get paid. I got a national platform. Right. Yeah. Like, well, I, really... I recently heard Arn Anderson on his podcast say, and I don't believe him when he says this. By the way, he said somebody sent in an, a question that said, "What would you have said if Vince came to you and said we want you to be Goldust to Arn?" Mm-hmm. And Norn said, I got four words for you. What does it pay? I don't know about that. I don't either. Uh, no, I can't yeah. see him. Oh, no, bro. No. And so I was going to ask you, Mike, how does it feel to be saddled with bad creative? But you've never been saddled with good creative, so you don't have any comparison <laughs> points. Yeah. So, hey, I'm going to be I'm gonna get a Michael Vick jersey from Academy and just wear that and come out. Well, that that wasn't that that was later on, Harper. I, I the Fubu thing was was the original. Um, That's no better. Did. Yeah, for us, by us, bitches. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, oh, this is the dumbest spot ever. What an uh, idiot! So they were is... gonna sling the dude uh, franchise into the corner. And Johnny Ace lays across, runs down and lays across the turnbuckle so that he doesn't hit. That's the R word. So I'd ever said it. It's the dynamic dudes. They're in there against Brad Avery. And if you remember Snake Brown, it's we've had him a Fred few times. Brad Avery, sir. Did I say Brad? I'm sorry. Oh, God. That was a shitty double X handle. Was Brad Avery your first boyfriend? The dudes hit Avery with the wipeout as the finisher and that's how this thing ends and this is two turds and a punch bowl for me i cannot 
I, I, I've played around like I don't like Douglas. I got no problem with Shane. But this Shane, this... Shane is my, from start to finish, my absolute favorite thing in ECW. You said Absolutely. that. Hands down. The best character in that promotion was Raven. But from start to finish, the franchise character was awesome in ECW. If you go back and you're watching all the stories, it's per. I mean, dude, he grabbed a guy's halo. <laughs> I remember that shit. God, <laughs> the fucking pit bulls. That's some heel assed shit. Hey, Harper, and that's so- the only thing. That's the only thing you'll ask Luke that he'll fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> when, it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to old wrestling, go ahead, Doc. I didn't mean to cut you off. So, Douglas, I mean, I, I, I mean, I liked ECW in their heyday. And he was the best part of it. But Johnny Ace, eh, not so much. It, but let's go. Not... So I'm not down on Douglas as a person. I'm down on this creative all the way. Just wait till they start feuding with the Midnight. Just, I've heard Corny talk about it. And we're going to have fun ripping that to smithereens. My my note here was no wonder Shane was so angry by the time he got to ECW. Yeah, yeah, for real. Got the fucking music. All right, so <laughs> Douglas and they win. The dudes win. Hopper, any thoughts if on you're this? Looking for some, if you're looking for something to go watch that's not ours related, there's a four-way dance in ECW, I think in 95, maybe 96, with Jericho, Pitbull 2, I think think scorpio and douglas where francine turns on the pit bulls jericho's the first one out in in the four-way and he's the champ goes about 30 minutes amazing match ecw definitely had its moments we can all agree to that yeah it was great. There were parts of it that were phenomenal. It's just not. It's not the best promotion of all time. Yeah, it doesn't. The, the entire run is not all. All that some will tell you it That's is. That's right. All right, well, Hulk, but just thoughts? like every, but just like every promotion you talk about, they had an eighteen to twenty-four month period that they could put up with anybody. That's right. That's right. Any any other thoughts on this match, Hopper? No. He see we, we went long enough. Where are they shit. built from? Uh, like Venice Beach or something like that, or, or Jim, Jim Jim Hurd's large intestine. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, did y'all see what Missy put out on Twitter? No, I no, no I don't do that. Regarding, I'm okay, whatever. Yeah. Um. <laughs> evidently, so our buddy Conrad. Hi, Conrad. He he's done like an interview with Jim Hurd, I guess, on their Patreon feed or something. Jim Hurd and, is over ninety and still alive. That's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. And Missy went like, I don't want to say she went off, but hold on, because it, it's worth reading. I mean, she she just was like, Missy, if you hate those other podcasts, we're the podcast for you. Let me let me we'll, let me go to. We'll it. give you a cream soda of a different flavor. Come on. Let's call, soda. let's call fifty cents to say yes or no to some stupid question. 
Bruh, if I, I would have got slapped if I'd asked for 50 cents to, can I, can I make this call? Or if I called and it got found out. You called what? To do what? <laughs> for real. Okay. So, Missy tweeted and said, working from home, listening to, the, to an almost three-hour podcast of at Jim Cornette reviewing WCW 89 to 90. Oh, the greatness of Jim Hurd will live on forever. No interest on Hurd's new podcast of revisionist history. Effing ding-dongs. And she tweeted out a picture of her with the ding-dongs. And then she went on to say, someone said, there's a Jim Hurd podcast. And Missy said, I believe Conrad is hosting it. And Conrad jumps in and says, it's just a one-off video interview. I'll get you a link, Missy, because, you know, it's on Patreon. Missy said, oh, hell no, nothing personal with you. Like, she, she's like, I don't want to hear this S for nothing. So anyway, I just, I saw that and it popped me because Missy is still like, nah, I don't want nothing. I don't want to hear nothing about no damn Jim Hurd. Um, yeah, he's got to be like, how's he? You think he still kind of has all his marbles? or Dude, I don't know. I ain't a patron of theirs, and unless they put it up for free, I'll never hear it. All I'm I saying just... is he's old enough that he better stay in his room when the Rona starts coming down the, the hallway. <laughs> yeah, that's just going to come facility. through the door like in the fucking blob. He's going to have to spray it with a fire extinguisher to get it to, to fucking go away. Fuck that. Yeah, so Missy wasn't interested, and I got to believe after all the stories we've heard from not just Corny okay, or Missy, nobody seems to have a favorable opinion right. of this man. So it's not like it's one person. It's it's so a whole lot of people. First of all, you tell me what happened 30 years ago. Second of all, go find a 93-year-old you, you trust to tell you anything about anything. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, and then he's in the wrestling business, so we know he's lying. They should have him on like a fear factor where he's got to run through Walmart without a mask on. Harper <laughs> 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 oh, does it again. Come on. So real quick, um, I know we're talking about herd. I just want to say this while we're we're talking. The skyscrapers, Sid and Spivey come out with Teddy Long. They defeat Lee Scott and Dwayne Bruce. Jim Ross continues to call Teddy Long peanut head. Teddy Long goes to the commentary table and claims Arsenio Hall and he are good friends. Long claims Arsenio watches wrestling. Sid and Spivey are throwing these two dudes around like rag dolls. Norman the Lunatic comes out with a freaking ice cream cone or toothbrush. I don't know what the hell it is. This is stupid, the Norman part, not the skyscrapers. But what I'm still kind of finished. I yeah, don't that should have been. Um, he needs to walk through Walmart without a mask on. Oh, I'm can't. I'm just <laughs> finally catching my breath. Uh, Harper, any thoughts on this match? What the fuck does Norman? Why would they associate with some with 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 someone like him? You this have is Sid. The... Yeah, you have Go Sid ahead, out there for all of his many many flaws. Yes, he looks like ten million dollars. 
he looks like he just stepped out of a Marvel comic fighting Captain America. And you have some slobbering moron in his in his crew. I this is the second time we've seen Norman come out. And I'm with you, Doc. You and I not big Sid fans, not nothing personal, just like man, you know. But Harper's right. He looks like a million dollars, looks like he just stepped out of a literally a movie or a comic. I, I, and Norman's walking around the ring with either a popsicle that's melting or a toothbrush <laughs> with toothpaste slobbering all. It, I, it doesn't I make sense. This is just <laughs> it's the oddities where they're all crazy. <laughs> it's the it is the whole idea. The, the creative is a monkey flinging poo at the wall. God. So even when you have something that might work, you kill it with stupidity. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, Doc, we're not even like, you know, I don't think the three of us ever sit there and go, oh, man, remember the skyscrapers? God, what a tag team. But we're also intelligent enough to go, yeah, these two guys are real. And then they parade around Norman around the ring when these they're wrestling. It's it just yeah, they don't uh, even acknowledge him. They don't look at him. Would you? No. Hopper. <laughs> I mean, you didn't acknowledge a special person, and you got attacked. That's nice. Well, man, that's fucked room. up. That's on Patreon for anybody out there who hasn't heard it. And is a new Patreon member. It's in the archives of the Patreon when Hopper got attacked by um. A special person. I'm not trying to be funny. It, it, he literally got attacked by a special person. The guy told him, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Doc, any other thoughts on the skyscrapers and what happened in that match? Again, not a Sid fan. But... Are we are we going to try to help him and and cover up some of the issues, or are we just going to throw a special fella out with him? Yeah, it's lazy. And the next match is it, we got fucking Steve Williams. Hey, we got a returning Tony Suber. Yeah, yeah that's I true. Was, huh? I was going to say that we haven't seen Tony Suber. It feels like months, but maybe it hasn't. I don't know. But we haven't seen Man, Tony. Those Suber are two in a while. big bastards rolling around in the ring. Yeah. yeah. Doc took the bump from him in the beginning of the match, and then Dr. Death starts laying it in. He's going to end up hitting. And then they forgot the how to stampede. end a match. Well. That well. was awful. It happens. Oh. I mean, it's. Oh, fuck. It's impressive, but Harper, look, they don't even finish the match. Nice. <laughs> Tommy Young. Okay, so what Doc is talking about. Dr. Death hits Tony Super with the Oklahoma Stampede, but unfortunately, Dr. Death decides he's going to get up at the count of two, and technically, Tommy Young never counts to three. Two. He gets up. Like, I blame Dr. Death on that. Uh, yeah. That was Doc's fault. <laughs> what the fuck was that about? One my I fault. I don't know. Harper, we've seen Saeed do that. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Wildcat That's referee. Nice. I'm messing with him. He doesn't listen to the show. He'll never hear this. Uh, Why doesn't okay. he listen to the show? He's in, he's in quarantine. What else has he got to do? Yeah, really. I don't know. Any other thoughts on this match, uh, Doc or Hopper? I couldn't get over the finish. 
it, it was it was definitely a botch. I mean, there's no other way to say it. Airtight. Airtight, brother. See, when it's darker there, now you now I'm in the mood. Because it's dark. It's not all super well lit. It's not all overproduced. It's dark. It looks like Saturday night. And guess what? I got Jim Ross talking to Jim Cornette about wrestling. That I like. Absolutely. So speaking of Cornette, we finally get our first promo of this week's episode. Let's go to it now. And it is uh, Corny uh, with Jim Ross at the, I would call it the uh, podium, but it's no longer the podium. The control center. uh, Well, they're at the, in front of the world championship wrestling sign. Here it is. The victory. We have got just a well one week from tomorrow afternoon in Baltimore. I know you're getting ready. You got a lot on your mind. I know. Everybody knows on July 23rd the War Games is going to take place. Also, everybody knows the Midnight Express is on the Freebird Trail. What I want to talk about today is the dark cloud that's been hanging over my head for the past eight months. I am going to fight Polly dangerously one on one on July 23rd, brother. You came in here, you jumped me from behind, hit me over there with that damn telephone of yours. Then I thought at Starcade everything was going to be finished because my Midnight Express won the match, but you landed on your feet. You had the last word. It went to Chi-Town. We beat the original Midnight Express, ran them out. Still, you didn't have enough. In the World Tag Team Championship Tournament, we beat your Samoans, and then you came from behind and hit me with a loaded tennis racket, and you, you little chicken lip punk, cost the Midnight Express the World Tag Team Championship. So I ain't saying that I can whip nobody. I can't beat the Freebirds. I can't beat the Samoans. I can't beat no wrestlers. But you are a punk, and I am going to kick your New York butt right straight up between your shoulder blades. We ain't going to have a wrestling match because we can't wrestle. We're going to have a fight, and I'm going to win it. I'm going to humiliate you, Polly. And he said he was going to finish his career in the penitentiary for what did he do to me. i tell you what you're going to finish your career in, Polly. A body cast. That's what you're going to finish in. All right, fans, comments from Jim Cornette. And speaking to Paul E. Dangerously, he's coming up next in the danger zone. His guest, the nature boy, Ric Flair, in one moment. All right, Doc, I thought Corny was good. You can hear the crowd reacting. What were your thoughts? I thought he was good, too. I mean, here's the thing. He's doing the best he can to help explain a really kind of goofy concept of him yes. and Paulie, quote unquote, fighting, not wrestling, fighting. But this is a classic example of all the things he says on his podcast today about how, look, he knew he he says right there, he, they ain't going to be Thez and Gotch and shit out there. It ain't going to be Funk and Briscoe. He can't beat up a wrestler, but he can he can he can whoop his ass. And so there's a still, even though it's goofy in, in principle, there's a realism to it that says he's still, I mean, there's a personal issue and he wants to beat this other guy. He ain't saying he could go out and, and roll up flair for the one, two, three and David Arquette this thing. He's just saying he can beat up Polly dangerously. Let's see it. Yeah, I agree. Harper. Is this the the tuxedo match? Mm Mm-mm. No? Mm Hmm? What? Mm Hmm? We'll save that for the patrons. All right. It's funny because it's kind of the blow-off, but it's kind of not. Oh, yeah. 
Paulie's end in WCW, uh, from what I remember, he just kind of evaporates, but it's not right after this. I'll just say that. No, um, no, no, no. They still got time. Yeah, they still got time. Um, What else you got, Hopper? Anything? I mean, fuck it. It was fuck Cornette doing his thing. I'm with Doc. This isn't, yeah. you know, this isn't <laughs> going to be no uh, clinic of a wrestling match for damn sure, but, you know. But he told you that. Yeah, he's he's not pulling that. He's he's telling you that's what it's. He's telling you it's not going to be that. I thought it was good. It was fine. All right, let's go to the next segment. We got the danger zone with Paul Lee, and well, he's going to welcome in Ric Flair. Here it is. Thank you very much for coming. Thank you. Thank you very much for coming. You know, everybody thinks that I'm. I like to be Mr. Bad Guy on TV. I like to be a smart aleck, but I tell you what, I got to give you credit. You are a man with more integrity and more guts than anybody I know, and there's a reason behind it, and that's the one question I want to ask you today, okay? Not even going to keep this around. You know, my dad's a lawyer. Anytime I would do something that would cost me a lawsuit, my dad would bring me up to New York, and in a heartbeat, he'd put me in my place, because that's the benefit of having a dad that went to law school. Very simple. Daddy, for you, used to be a doctor, a surgeon, a prominent physician, not just in Minnesota, but all around the country, because he was written up in all the medical journals. What has Daddy been teaching you? Algebra? Because you, as everybody knows, broke your back in a plane crash, Terry Funk rammed your neck into the floor, you got compressed vertebrae, and Daddy, the physician, is telling you to go into the ring and risk your life for the heavyweight wrestling championship of the world. First of all, Mr. Dangerously, you don't know me well enough to refer to my father as anyone other than Dr. Flair. I haven't had a daddy since I was 10 years old. I've had a father that I called Sir, pal. And the one thing that my dad taught me in life was that if you want something, you go out and get it, because very few things come free. Let me say one thing else to you. Last week, my father had the privilege, if you want to call it that, of watching you out here kissing Terry Funk. So right now, pal, you, in your small demeanor, Better find a place to walk because right now we're going to call this, whether you like it or don't like it, learn to love it, it's Ric Flair's zone right now. Now, short and to the point, on July 23rd, 1989, in Baltimore, Maryland, Terry Funk you have got the distinct privilege of proving to the entire world if in fact you are the man you have preached to this great wrestling congregation that you are i say you're not and i say that in baltimore maryland because i've got to have it that way that you will be carried out on a stretcher and that your wrestling career will be terminated. 
I think they cut it off earlier, but I'm not sure. It felt weird. Um, I, Doc, I love when he said Flair said this is Ric Flair's zone right now. I thought that was great. Um, I thought Flair was good here. What did you think? I thought he was phenomenal because, A, he stood there when Paulie was talking, and you could feel the wheels turn. You could, I mean, again, anything he does is going to be good. But the first thing is out of his mouth were, you don't know me well enough to say anything other than Dr. Flair or Fleer. And I haven't had a daddy since I was ten years old. Those are great. Those are great <laughs> lines. Mm, yeah. Those are and yeah. Lose you, doc. He can do this. No, I'm still here. You you cut out for like three or four seconds. Repeat what you were saying. It's just he put the wheeze. Oh no. He got that hovering guy so that he could huh you're what? cutting out yeah. you're cutting out you got like you got like that hopper internet and that silver internet tonight that the spectrum shit yeah t's and p's Thoughts and prayers. repeat what you're saying again see let's try it one more time all right well he just he, what no keep it you were good no what no listening go so ahead he, what? Oh my God! Now you're fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> We're just here to have fun. I mean, it's not the first time you've been ribbed with technology today, is it, Mike? Um. So he he dismisses him. He 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 puts him in his place so that he can dismiss him, so that he can cut his promo on Funk. And he's promising that Terry, the badass Texan is going out on a stretcher. Rick got a lot accomplished there. No lies detected. Harper, what do you think? When is this match going to happen? Uh, a week from the day after Thanksgiving for me and Mike. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's when we're recording. Oh, that Friday? Right. You want to join us or are you working? I mean, what? I'm working. Well, I'm. that's why I'm asking. I figured you yeah. were. Fucking we're doing shit. it on we're doing it on pigment challenged Friday. That's nice. <laughs> God, you're an asshole. Um, Harper, what do you think? I thought it was great, man. Tremendous. I wonder why he his father didn't leave him, huh? No, he's no. adopted. Oh yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. That's true, huh? Yeah, I forgot about that. Man, think about that, man. You get adopted by doctors and shit. I know. Think about winning the lottery. Boy, you ain't <laughs> Hit the lotto on that one. 
I thought that was good. You know, Flair, like we we know we're not going to see him wrestle until the bash, so it is what it is. And I thought he was, I thought he was good right there, and we could leave it at that as we build up to that match. It's going to be a good one. We go to the next match on this week's episode of Saturday Night. We got the Great Muda versus Scott Hall. Yeah, Scott Hall versus the Great Muda. Go ahead, Doc. It sounds like you got some thoughts. Well, if you only watch Saturday Night in this product. You've seen a a 10-second video of him with an alligator, and now this. And I'm sorry, but he's huge. He's built. He can work. And no introduction, no build-up, and then we're just going to feed him. And I mean feed him to Muda. What are we doing? Well, they and it's not, that, it's not it's not that mood is not badass, but if I'm going to sit here and look at Scott Hall, I'm like, bro, we found another Magnum. Yeah, really. I mean, from the back right now, that that's what it looks like. Except he's bigger. Right. Damn, he does look like Magnum. Well, he's a lot taller, too, though. And yeah, but he, he's got the hair, the... The physique's kind of the same. He's the got mustache. That Tom Selleck look. Mm-hmm. Turning ladies' pants into onions during this yeah. time. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And so my point is, okay, maybe he's not, and you got to build it, but let's just send this big, good-looking bastard out there and get just a face full of mist and just choked and just punked out. Well, obviously, it didn't kill his career, Doc. It took a while. It didn't kill his career. He had, he had to escape this bullshit. It took him a few years to get out of there. I mean, that's not fair. A lot of guys start at the bottom and end up. And now, and now they're here. No, I mean, look, look at Arn Anderson in freaking nineteen eighty two Mid South versus, you know, Marty uh, Marty Lundy, and then look at him in freaking eighty five and Crockett. It. it I mean, I don't think they jobbed out Scott Hall here. I thought they were halfway competitive. Now, again, it's a very short episode, so they're not out there working for 10 minutes, but I didn't think like he got just screwed over in this thing. Now, I hear your concern. They show a a, a four-second, how many? 20-second <laughs> video package of him with an alligator. And, and now he's gotten beat and misted and messed up. Yeah, yeah I, I want to match yet. I hear that side of it, but I mean, I think you kind of overreacted. I too. mean, we're not we're not evaluating talent and go. Let's see if we got something here. Harper, what'd you think? I mean, I I forgot uh, Scott Hall was here before he was the uh, the diamond stud. Not only was he here, he had a. Very short video package. That's the yeah. other part, you know. Uh, messing around with an alligator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Look, they. It wasn't horrible. Hall is. He got Muda lifted up, and he's choking Muda near the end. And Muda sprays red mist in Hall's eyes, and to the point Doc always made, he was spraying green mist at the beginning. Now he hits Hall with the red mist uh, to finish this thing, and. And then Muda ends up hitting Hall with the discus-type shot to the throat. And that's the finish. But 
I mean, they're being competitive. It's not like he's squashing him. But you haven't done anything to tell the audience why Scott Hall should be competitive with him. Okay. What do you think he's thinking where when I when I him and Kirk Hinton were a tag team in the AWA and he's at this time he's uh Mr. Perfect fucking wrestle against Hulk Hogan and he's in uh in WCW doing this. Getting a face full of red spit. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure he was handing out his own spit, so <laughs> oh, cool, come on. I mean, the way this guy looks, man, he's getting spit on in more than one way. Why are you sick? <laughs> what a dick. We are, we, are on the, we are on a sacred episode where we are trying to celebrate the great partnership between the historically brave pilgrims and the, and the American natives. And you pull this crap. Yeah. Here, there isn't a why they got thumbs down on the YouTube stuff. <laughs> Somebody thumbs down your R.I.P. Tracy Smothers. It's like what? that's ridiculous. Yeah, like what? Tracy must have fucked that dude's wife. <laughs> Son of a <laughs> bitch! <laughs> oh my god! All right. <laughs> I mean, uh, all I'm saying is a, a six foot seven guy who can work that's, a, a, you know, an attractive guy with a good build. And our first thought is let's feed him to Muda. Maybe there's a reason we go out of business. Once again, Once again they're having they're a competitive having match here. Match here. <sighs> Not anymore. Uh oh. <laughs> he just got spit on. Yeah, he just huffed out another man's spit. I love that now Mood is blowing spit and choking people. That's how he should have come in. <laughs> so is that what you like <laughs> your women to do? Blow spit and choke? No, more. <laughs> no, I like my I like my Japanese wrestlers to do that. Yeah, thanks the Thanksgiving special this week's episode. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers, dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Muda wins just, when he hits. He just leaves. I don't care. I'm gone. Yeah. Bye, bitch. They, I won. They had a halfway competitive match. Muda wins, hits Scott Hall with the mist. They should have he... missed an audience member. Wow. Wouldn't be the I first time one of the women would have missed it. That, that took it. That would have fucked everybody up. <laughs> Wouldn't have been the first time one of the fans would have been missed it. <laughs> That's nice. You have a problem. I had a long day today, man, and I'm finding ways to entertain myself. All right. I tell you what. Let's go to Jim Ross with Gary Hart and the aggravating Michael Hayes for an interview. Here it is. I am so thankful that I was here to witness this live, that Scott Hall went out and gave him a heck of a match. I wanted everybody to know preparing for Baltimore and the Stinger. This man is not only a martial arts expert, he knows how to wrestle. So whatever you want to try, Sting, if you want to go catch his catch can, if you want to go street fight, or if you want to get down and dirty, ain't nobody can do it like the son of the Kabuki. 
Now the National Wrestling Alliance has saw fit to put none other than Eddie Gilbert in the corner. No. Because you know why? You think you're gonna stop a belt from switching hands in Baltimore. Well, let me tell you something, Gilbert. Let me tell you something, Sting. And let me tell you something, NWA, and that includes you, sucker. <laughs> Ain't sucker. nobody gonna prevent what's gonna happen on the 23rd in Baltimore, nationwide. Wait a minute, wait, I've heard that tone in your voice before, Gary. You think two things, Michael, are gonna happen. Number one, Sting, you're gonna lose, and you're gonna lose real quick. Second, Blair, all these people screaming for you, Ricky. They can't go fight Terry Funk for you. And before I leave, Muta has a message for you, Sting. I guess that says it all, doesn't it? I guess it does. Thank you so much for coming and joining me on my show. Congratulations on a great victory. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm playing traffic. Boy, when I hear that tone in his voice, I think I know what he's up to. Goodbye, Stink. Fans, we'll be right back. Don't you go away. JR Poppy. Go out and play in traffic for all I care. He wasn't too happy with Muda right there. I tell you what, I love Muda doing the throat slit gesture. You don't want him talking. He already looks ridiculously scary. And he does the throat slit right there as we're watching it again on the video version. I loved it. Uh, Harper, what did you think about this? Man, doesn't he look great with the fucking red paint fucking dripping from his mouth and everything? It was like a fucking nightmare. I, I wouldn't want no part of him with the way he looks right now. Yeah. He's got the, the I mean, the, the saliva is dripping, the mm -hmm. mouth is red, and then he does the throat slit. Oh, boy. Yeah, I, I'm down yeah. with this. That's a great visual. It really is. Doc, what did you think? It is a great visual, and... and you know, I, I popped when Gary Hart goes, Sting, you, we can do catch as catch can. No, they can't. <laughs> there ain't no way Sting could try that. All I'm saying, Gary set up a great promo at the beginning. And Muda put the exclamation point on the end of it. I agreed. It really makes you look forward to yes, the NWA TV title match between the two. I think Sting, Sting is fucking, uh, I, I think his days are done. He's in trouble. Yeah. They've, they've uh, you know, we were fussing earlier about how they, you know, been building certain things and the whole Norman thing. But once again, you got Flair and Funk, you know, A-plus work there. You got Sting and Muda, A-plus you know, nice little build-up here. Um, I mean, it doesn't... They're, they're doing a lot of good things, like we always say. Any other thoughts, Doc, before we go to Lex Luger's promo, which closes out the episode? Let's hear it. All right, let's go to Luger now. Here it is. Luger, and I asked him if he would accept the no-disqualification challenge against Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. What do you think he said? Well, I'm sure he did accept it. Well... You'll find out. You'll be surprised to hear this. 
Ladies and gentlemen, last week here on Superstation TBS, we heard from Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, who demanded from Lex Luger a no-disqualification matchup in Baltimore on Sunday, July 23rd for the U.S. Heavyweight Championship. We also heard from the champion, who said no. And you've had seven days to think about it. We're eight days away from the pay-per-view spectacular in Baltimore. Have you changed your mind about this special stipulation? Jim Ross, there will be no special stipulations. As the he U.S. heavyweight champion, Ricky Steamboat, you will dictate nothing to Lex Luger. As the man who wears the gold, I dictate what type of match and how I defend my title. But being the class champion that I am, it will be a regular U.S. title match. You see, Ricky Steamboat, I spent a long time trying to play by the rules. But you see, it got me nothing. I always came up empty. But now I've become the dirtiest player in the game. I have been in a dark cave, Jim Ross, for a very long time. But now it's like a beacon of light. I have a single-minded purpose. And that is to be the greatest wrestler on the face of this earth. I have always had all the physical attributes. Now my mind is set to be the greatest champion that this sport has ever seen. You know, I find a very unusual guy. 6'5", 275, won't put a title on the line for no DQ. Hey, it's his title, which I don't want to get into it, okay? Yeah. He's got the right to do what he wants to do. It's not for you to decide. Well, the fans, I think I feel the same it's way fans. It's not for the fans to decide. Join us tomorrow night fans, at 605 fans, fans. on the NWA main event. We'll see you there. I love Luger's arrogance once again. He's the champion, and he's booking the territory and tells Steamboat, you can take your stipulation and stick it, Jack. Doc, what'd you think? I liked how uh, Michael Hayes tiptoed around that little inconvenient fact at the end that he has to support the heel, but he lost the title to that heel. Um and I thought Luger was really good there, except for one small nit, and that was the fact that he didn't he call himself the dirtiest player in the game. Yeah, yeah. he did. He did. Other than that, I thought he was really good because he's arrogant. He feels like he's put it all together. He thinks he's put all the pieces together. Why wouldn't you be cocky about that? I'm with you, Hopper. What'd you think? Man, Lucas should have stayed this his whole career. No shit. He's, he's, like I said, he's cocky because he put all the pieces together. It's like the day that we all three woke up and looked around and realized, holy shit, we're on the best podcast, wrestling podcast in the world. That's right. Yeah, nobody else is a hopper. Oh. No one. No, no one. one. The star. <laughs> the star. Nobody's got a lance. <laughs> you know my program. Oh, and, uh, oh, and uh Michael Hayes he, he farted on my poster. He needs, he needs to learn about how to protect a lead. Oh, <laughs> oh SMU. <laughs> Twenty one nothing. Look, this is a this is a podcast of champions. We don't we don't accept that sorry shit. Yeah, Lance. Come on, Lance. I turned that I game. I, I, I don't really care. I was busy. I, I was reorganizing my world-class uh, my brochures, my uh, my uh, cards. Um, I was putting me in alphabetical order instead of chronological order. Yeah. I was busy uh, picking which which picture did not have as my profile picture on Facebook. 
I was trying to pick which card I thought Sean Simpson had the best match in. <laughs> Dude, Lance sent me a clip or, or a timestamp to go look at some world class from eighty seven. No. And it's and it's um Steve I was... Simpson. It's Steve Simpson and he's on a boat with two women in a mm. bikini and Bill Mercer goes and greets them and he's doing this interview. Steve Simpson is higher than giraffe ass and he's got a banana hammock on it is the most absurd <laughs> lance goes you gotta clip this and put it on twitter and facebook i will uh, i will when i get a chance it is how about you how about you t- man up against tulsa and not drop a three touchdown lead dickweed jesus christ doc all I right bet lance has that has that board game Probably. It. I know he's got chairs from the Sportatorium and signs and all kind of stuff. That's fucking awesome. Dude, he's got, his world-class collection is second to none. I mean, he can open a museum. Let me tell you something. If if Johnny Mantel knew all the stuff Lance had from the Sportatorium, uh, he, he'd be bugging Lance nonstop. He just doesn't know. All right, well, that's how they wrap up this week's episode. Luger was great. He was fantastic. I agree with Doc talking about being the dirtiest player in the game. But, you know, he's a heel, so he can get away with saying that. Uh, Overall, though, I thought that was tremendous stuff from Luger. Just really, really was. But we need to rate this thing and hand out some Rolex. Before we do so, remember... You can become a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. That is going to be the only way to get the Great American Bash 1989 review show. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Plus, there's Clash of the Champions on there. All of the pay-per-views we've done in 89 so so far. 200, maybe as much as 300 now audio episodes of Patreon on our Patreon feed at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. One of these days... We're going to do the Van Halen weekend episode. I don't we know will. when, but we will because Hopper definitely wants to do it. The thing is, we can't just have two of it. It's got to be all three. One, I don't know enough other than to direct traffic on that episode. And two, I know for a fact Doc is going to pull some freaking gold from Hopper when we do that episode. So that's the delay. It's got to be all three and we'll eventually get to it. But it will be at tinyurl.com slash BTT. And Chris Zaha, we did do the Terry Gordy appreciation on the last live stream. So thank you for the suggestion. Now, with yeah, all that why didn't said... You, why didn't you call me to be on that show? Oh, I read your text on the live stream. Doc said, I'm sleepy and drunk and I can't make it. And I read it to the patrons. So there's nice. that. Don't try to get on me when it's already been read what you said. Now, Doc, I tell you what, why don't you, which one do you want to do first, rated or Rolex? Oh, I don't care. You call it, pal. Why don't you rate it first? What do we got here? 3624? 3624, that's right. <laughs> oh, she's 5'3". <laughs> I'm gonna say, um, A minus. Okay, fair enough. I'll and give I it maybe, and I may be a little generous there with the thirty-six. 
I'm a I'm gonna give it an A minus too. I thought it was really good. Um, not perfect, but A minus. Good episode. Harper, what about you? I give it an A. You know, thirty six hmm. minutes. That's right. That's you perfect. To, you didn't have to worry about the network locking up on you. Yeah, and those mm. stupid ads. Oh, tell me about uh, it. So yeah. much shit that's already on here. Did you notice how it hasn't freezed at all because it's not being streamed? It's on the desktop, so it's it's a beautiful thing. Anyway, um, okay, so we also need to give out the Rolex. I'll go first with the Rolex. I'm going to surprise you all, I think, because we had a really good flare promo. Muda is going to get it because of just Gary Hart teed him up, and he hit that throat slit with the red saliva dripping and give me Muda for the visual and not saying a word. Uh, Doc, who are you going to give yours to? You got me confused when you said throat and slit. Um, no, throat slash. I'm sorry. Oh, slit. <laughs> That's, what, what's wrong with you, man? Come on, Come on. grow up. What's I'm wrong just with to, you? I'm trying to get geared up for the holidays. That's all. We got to do uh, the holiday, how to get through the holiday meal blessing shortly. Yeah, I, I do have a prelude before you throw it to that um, for Harper. But, um, man, this is a tough one because not only was Muda great, I also thought Gary Hart was pretty darn good. But I'm going with Rick, man. Yeah. I don't think there's one of those things where there's not a wrong answer. I mean, well, if so, I'd have said Brad Avery. Well, what I mean is if you're going to go with Flair, Muda, Gary Hart, Luger, I mean, honestly, I think you got a couple of contenders there. I don't think you'd go wrong is is the point I was making. I mean, Corny's wasn't great, but I mean, it was noteworthy. There really wasn't a bad promo on the episode, if you think about it. Well, when you only do two or three, it's... Hey, make them impactful. Less is more. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You don't have to yell at me. Harper, who are you giving yours to? You said Rick? Yeah, Ricky too. Rick gets it. All right, so that's going to... I'm going to put a stop to the video version of this week's episode. Uh, Doc, did you say you wanted to do something before I play the holiday meal blessing annual spectacular. Yeah. I was just wondering, you know, so part of the, the blessing in, in all of that, that we, we play every year is about going around the table and saying what you're thankful for. And this has been a real fucked up year. I mean, I think everyone would agree no matter where you sit in life, this has been a pretty strange year. And I don't really think, that most people give a shit what Mike's thankful for or what I'm thankful for. But what I really want to know, and I think the people want to know is in 2020, what is the hard body thankful for? Oh. Natter days. What? Um... I don't know. Pink uh, lemonade, natural light. Yeah, those. That's what I thought he was talking about. <laughs> Me too. I was like, "Wait, what did you say? Nutter butters?" No. Oh, I, I, let's see. I don't know. Uh, 
The Crown. You watch this show on Netflix? Mm-mm. That's a the good Crown. show. No, never watched it. Y'all should I, watch now it. that now that we quit losing our minds in this world, I'm back to doing the two things that I watch re- religiously. What? Professional sports and classic wrestling. <laughs> yeah. And that's about it. Y'all should watch The Crown. It's about the history of the uh the so you're uh, not, you're not royal thankful. family. You're not thankful for your new lady friend? Yeah. I think it for the girlfriend. Just, uh I'm still pissed I can't see Top Gun too. That's the worst thing about all this shit. Wait, there's a Top Gun too? Yeah, it was supposed to come out fucking over the summer. So it's done. Son of a bitch! Yeah, it's done. It was supposed to come out in fucking July. Okay, so let me ask you this. If somebody said, okay, Harper, we, 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 down at the Metairie Superplex, we got, um, we got, we can show Top Gun too. But you have to watch it. 25% 25% capacity, would you go? Yeah. Okay. Um, I saw the Karate Kid in a theater. When? Over the summer at the Britannia. Okay, do you wear a mask while you're watching it? No. No. We got the seats separated to where they force you to... Uh, yeah, the social distance. <laughs> okay, you get the seats like uh, roped off to where. So you got a couple of things you're thankful for. I think everybody else would also like to know, you know, because when they listen to this, it's the day before Thanksgiving. Everybody, you know, everybody... he needs to get his spectrum. What should I do? What? What? Yeah. What are you doing for Thanksgiving this year? Me. Yeah, you. Uh, nobody cares what nobody cares what Mike. Mike and I are married with kids. Yeah, we do fucking, the same thing every year. Go to my fucking mom's house. It sucks because this is the first time in years that there's no fucking wrestlecade. So I mean, that's where I would be, fucking Winston Salem, getting fucking drunk. Right. Yeah, if you remember, there's been a couple of. The reason Harper is not on this sound clip we're about to play is because we recorded it on one of the years so on like a Wednesday night or Tuesday night. And he had already left to head to Winston-Salem. So the first I think the year that we recorded that holiday meal blessing where we're about to play, Harper was gone. And that's why he's not there. So, yeah, I don't give a shit about any of that. What I need to know is you said something really important there. Huh? You said go to your mama's house. I thought you lived at your mama's house. That's what I thought. <laughs> nah, I mean, I, I guess I'll be here. I don't know. Have you moved in with your girl? Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know. Got a lot of stuff over there is what he's trying to say. I got a lot of shit over there. And it sucks having your clothes at two fucking addresses. <laughs> The, nobody cares about that either. But you, it sucks. you told us last week. Because I was like, I, 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 I got no got... fucking underwear. Where is it? It's over there. Fuck. I do socks. Right. Where my socks at? They were fucking over there. You told us last week you got enough gym shorts to to divide them to both places. What we really need to know is where is the Pac-Man clock? 
oh, it's it's at at my mom's. But <laughs> but I wouldn't got a, a Pirates of the Caribbean clock for her because I can't stand fucking. I gotta know what time it is when I'm sleeping. So wait, wait what? No, like if I wake up like in the middle of the night, I gotta see a fucking clock to know what fucking time it is. So like, like okay, I got three hours left to sleep. Okay, I'll, I can't stand waking up and not knowing what the fuck what time. Okay, it so is. this brings up a couple of questions. <laughs> Does your girl not own a clock? Oh, she's a bartender. She didn't give a shit, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah you, you, she'll have a fucking clock. That's why I bought that one. See, like here, I got clocks. I got three clocks, dog, by the bed. So, so no matter where the fuck <laughs> so I turn. So, so hold on. Now this begs another question. <laughs> if you got so many motherfucking clocks, why are you late every week to the show? That's true, huh? I mean, we've been coming on the air every week and covering for you by saying you get you have nervous bowels. I and do. You, you got to go but, take a shit because you know you're about to record. Mike, any thoughts? He's he just he keeps incriminating himself here. I I love the, I love the fact that he's got three clocks. I mean, I actually I know what he's talking about. Wake it up like what fuck time is it? I don't know. Yeah. I know what he's talking about, cause I mean, I don't. I, I refuse to look at my phone in the middle of the because night. I've actually, if you look at your phone, you're it's awake. a wrap. Yeah, it's, a, well, it's, it's over. It, and it's it's the, the other part too is it's too bright. So like I have a I have a clock next to um on the nightstand that yeah, is very very low light. So like, and you can actually dim it and like yeah, I liked I'm with Hopper. I, I've done that a million times since I've been an adult where you roll over. It's like, all right, well, I got three hours left. And I don't want to look up, look at my phone because it's too bright and it'll wake me up. The other thing, I don't even use an alarm clock. I just use this the gimmick on my wrist. Um, right. You know, it's a silent alarm, so it, that'll wake me up. But I'm with Hopper, man. I need to know what time it is when I'm sleeping. I 100% am in agreement with him. I've had a clock next to my bed since I was about 12 years old. Right, I used to have one of the old school ones with the with the two bells, and it was a Saints one. Wish I still had that fucking clock. Better than the better than the Pirates of the Caribbean. Dude, that clock's fucking awesome. It's the skull, and the alarm is it. The skull comes alive and starts singing the fucking song. Do you have it? Is is it by her house or is it right there with you now? Oh no, it's at her house. What am I gonna oh. do with that? I don't know, but you play it for her animal. because she has she has a thing for pirates. Like that's her. Like she loves oh, pirates. So what do you do, Peg Leg? Yeah, <laughs> and that's why I fucking got it for busting. You know, uh, baby got baby dolls guts out. Right. That's that's Harper's future wife. But like I basically uh, fucking got it for me, cause so I know what fucking time it is. <laughs> fucking bullshit. And then she 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 sleeps with the fucking TV on, which irritates the fucking no, shit no, out of. No, no, hold on, you got to cut her a break on that. I can. Yeah. That I I sleep with. I'd love to sleep with the TV on too. Fuck that. No, she likes no. the light or the sound from it. 
It's both. Oh hell no! That's a not deal the light. Breaker. I like the sound. I like the sound. Oh, I can't no. stand the sound because then I start listening to what. To yeah. what the fuck is on TV. Well, you know yeah. how you get around that, right? What? Drink enough to where it doesn't matter. No, right. See, that's when it doesn't matter. But you know how we are watching Netflix and it's just, are you still watching? And if you just let it go, the the the, the screen just goes fucking whatever it, well it goes gray it's not on but it's still fuck you know oh, what i'm talking about yeah ah hell and no. i fucking woke up i was fucking half drunk i look i was i thought it was a window <laughs> and i was like where the fuck am i where the fuck am i <laughs> <laughs> you get up start breaking shit <laughs> all right well um, I guess it's uh time to uh move along. I don't know. Let, I don't know what to let, say to this. Let's go to I, the I, end. I am, I am most confused by the fact that the guy who is the most chronically late to this show has the most clocks. Clocks. <laughs> I got. I, clocks. I don't know how to explain this. I got a Pac-Man clock. I got a Saints helmet clock that I've been having <laughs> since I was like fucking eight. It's a helmet. And inside, like the, you know, like what a face is. What you push clock. it, you push it, and Bobby Ebear jumps out. Yeah. All right. And well, then I got the clock on on the fucking on a stereo. Well, Harper, as we lead into this next segment, your family ever get together on Thanksgiving when you were a kid and go around the yeah. table and talk about what you were thankful for? No, just eat. And I just sit there and watch football. And my mom's like, get out of here. Okay. On that note, it's an annual tradition like no other. This was Doc and I about five years ago when this first started on how to get through the holiday meal blessing at your family's Thanksgiving. Here it is, and we'll meet you back on the other side. The other thing here is this, you know, you know, you ever heard, I mean, not you, you're going to be eating SpaghettiOs, but you ever heard those families that have those traditions where they'll like sit at the table and go around and everybody's got to say what they're thankful for? Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. God. Mostly, mostly white people do this kind of stuff. So you might not know <laughs> about it. <laughs> My dad's side of the family used to do that shit. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's like we go around for like 5 million years. Like, God, dude, can we, so, can we, so, can we get to, can we cut this fucking bird? Because so you always got some long-winded motherfucker who wants to talk for 20 minutes well, and tell his whole goddamn life story. Now, that's where I'm going here. So this year, if your family starts this horseshit thing, <laughs> Damn. Roundabout, I want you, faithful army member, to stand up, sit down, whatever it is you do, and tell your family how thankful you are for the Book in the Territory podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. I can't promise you a shirt because I don't have access to them. But if you have some sort of video evidence of you doing this and shocked and and disappointed faces on your family members so this isn't a work, and you send it to Mike, he's going to do something for you. I don't know. We'll shout it out on the air. We'll put it up (laughs) on the YouTube page. I don't know. But I want video evidence of you just ruining your family's Thanksgiving by getting us over. That's what I want. 
And, and here's the thing. It's easy. I'm going to get I'm going to tell you how to do it. It's a filibuster. Basically, you're hijacking this bullshit activity. So somebody's going to walk around and thinks that they got sober this year or that they found the Lord this year or that New Year knew me worked and they lost three point three pounds this year. You stand up and you say, man, I'm thankful that every Sunday night and every Thursday night book in the territory comes out. Man, those guys are awesome. There's this ex-professional wrestler, Mike, and this guy named Harper, and the real star of the show is Doc, and he does all this, and you just keep going on and on about the show and see how long you can go before you get kicked off the stage. <laughs> That's what you need to do. And, and, and see, you get us over, you videotape it, you get you know internet famous, and you teach those sorry-ass family members of yours never to do this stupid shit again. Where... <laughs> Where, where did you just come up with this on the fly, or do you have this as a note written down? I, I, I just, it, I, it just popped into my head. You know, I always have random thoughts. Like, I'll send you a text or an instant message, and you're like, "What the hell are you thinking?" These things right. just pop up in my head, and, and I was disappointed this week because I didn't have any docaholic spotlights. I need something to, to from the docaholics out there to. Uh, make me giggle and this would do it bro do you you know what's funny is and we're getting ready to get out of here and uh who knows there may be a world-class championship wrestling patron preview at the end of this if we can get to it tonight but the funny part about that would be so awesome is that if at the end of the person giving the speech about how great Book in the Territory is, Book in the <laughs> they said they yeah. said two things, and I hate to do this again, but they said, I'm just here to be blessed and be a blessing. And then they said, Book it, bitch. <laughs> I just sit down like you didn't do anything out right. the ordinary. Hold, right. your, hold your hands together and just look at the next person around You're the right. Table. <laughs> look, look like there's nothing out of the ordinary. It just was like a normal day, normal Thanksgiving, nothing else happened. Just kind of do that, do that kind of like self-assured knowing nod to the Aunt, Aunt Janet who's next and like, it's your turn. Right. Right, and then just keep it moving, and, <laughs> and then maybe hit him with, <laughs> yeah, I say, baby's got a pot roast on. <laughs> you know, like time to eat, motherfuckers. But uh, thank you, cause uh, I was blessed to be in a blessing. Well, I was just thinking, you know, if you're like your little uncle Jimmy is next, you could be like, all right, little fella, it's your turn. It's slap me <laughs> <laughs> All right. What you, ought, what you ought to do if you want to, like, really spice – this is another alternative idea – is just speak in kind of the wrestling things that we talk about. Talk it drops to all your family. Call everybody a little fella and, uh, you know, just every time anybody says, that's real classy, Aunt Janet. <laughs> Just, yeah. just, <laughs> just would be awesome. Just start a conversation. Start a conversation about the merits of the Golden Girls and pop tarts and how, be how so great. How you're thinking? Tell tell like especially for college age. Tell them like you're thinking about relocating to the Smoky Mountain area. Just see what happens. <laughs> I can't see somebody like like somebody's uncle or aunt who's like old and is like, oh man, you ever tried such and such? Boy, that's that's hard to do. 
And like the guys at the table, one of our listeners just goes, It ain't that fucking hard, guys. <laughs> and here's the thing. These, 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 these holidays are painful, man. You got to get through them however you can. So, you know, I'm going to be watching the Cowboy game, which might end up making it more painful. I'm probably going to be drinking as much as I possibly can. It, it, you got to you got to combine some shit. So drink a lot. <laughs> if you got somewhat long hair, you could fluff it a lot, like Doctor Tom all day. <laughs> Just got to try to pop yourself and get through this day. All right, Doc. You said uh, you, you lost the audio. Are you back? No, I'm I'm back. I figured it all out. I got it figured out. Your What's your favorite thing to eat? Turkey. That's that's it, Mike. I mean, turkey's good. I like ham, too. Um, but ham? You know, I mean, I'm a New Orleans guy, so uh, either on Thanksgiving or Christmas, I'll do a pot of gumbo. Yeah. Because that's my thing. I mean, I'm not probably not going to make it for Thanksgiving, but I'll definitely make it for Christmas. Good. But turkey, ham, you know, stuffing or dressing, depending turkey, on the white or black. Turkey, ham, some stuffing, and then start drinking heavily because the Cowboys play in an hour. Well, you heard Doc right there. He said his Cowboys might ruin it again for him, so that's pretty normal. Um, anyway. Dirt, we're 30 years running on this shit. That's right. Or 25. Doc, any thoughts on as you listen to that again or from what you heard of it? I mean, I don't know at what point it cut off, but uh, any thoughts on the annual tradition right there? I think it holds today. You just got to social distance while you do it, but do it again. If you haven't done it and we play it every year, that's a subtle reminder for you to do something again for the show. Chris Zaha did it last year because he sent me a video of his daughter doing it, I think. So can you she's 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 not an adult before you say something stupid. I wouldn't. No, no, that's what I'm saying is what are you what are you implying here? What exactly happened? You said it. What is it? She said she was thankful for the Book in a Territory podcast and Book <laughs> well, Pitch, and she's she was like twelve years old or eleven. I don't know how that's old she was. Phenomenal, so. good job, Chris Aha. Love to he hear said, that. He said that. She said that in front of her dad, and she's a minor. It was great. <laughs> it was great. Zaha's a good kid. Good kid. Good kid. Good kid. But that is the annual tradition, like no other, as heard only. Hey, you on Book might in the be territory. doing. You might be doing it with fewer people this year. You might have to do it socially distanced. We're at the at the uh, at our household. We're going to be doing it outside uh, on the sprawling grounds of my mansion. Mm. I don't know about that, but uh, you said it earlier, man. We're all trying to stay safe. You got to stay safe this year. Doesn't mean That's you right. can't wreck you can't wreck the thing with BTT talk. I'm just saying you just may have to do it in a different venue. I picture Harper on Thanksgiving Day eating some turkey and ham and then eating some ham wallet. And yeah. then he's going to take a nap first. All that tryptophan out of the turkey is going to make him drowsy. And so he's going to take a little nap, watch the Cowboys get their ass beat. No, yeah. wait, wait. We're playing Fritz's football team. I was going to say the Redskins, but you can't say that anymore. Oh, you, oh fuck. Now, now Mike's got to fucking delete that. Yeah, we're canceled. And then, oh. I mean, Harper, I'd say about two or three times on Thanksgiving Day, he's going to be busting, you know, uh, baby, go- baby doll's guts out. 
pretty sure of that. Um, That's nice. <laughs> I love that. He's done. <laughs> he put some of that fucking cranberry jello shit on on her chest, and he's, he's banging and just jiggling, and he's taking a bite. That's just good. <laughs> don't ever make the my my fucking grandma used to make this green shit that had uh it had uh marshmallows in it. Fuck that. What? It, I know what he's talking about. This is white people shit, Mike. You stay yeah. That shit is gross. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? You stick your spoon in it, you can leave it there because it's just sticking straight up in the air. That shit has got to be spackle for the lining of your intestines. <laughs> well, sir, on that sir, note... we found 138 polyps in your large intestine. Oh, <laughs> uh, anything else, Doc? Before we get ready to get out of here, let's get on out of here. On a serious note, it's been a tough year, everyone. 2020 is uh, something else. But we do hope you have a very, very happy Thanksgiving. Be nice to people. Uh, Above all, take Buddy Landell's blessing and be blessed and be a blessing. Where is it at? Here it is. Be blessed and be a blessing. Seriously. Be nice to people. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours and your family. And um, on that note, I should thank the wrestling podcast about nothing. Actually, our vantage point, the retro wrestling podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn. And the bottom line cast. Thank you for all the plugs, guys. Check them out. They support us. Please support them. And uh, I think we're going to get out of here. Hopper, if you're ready, and if you have nothing else, hit the tagline and let's go home. Fuck it, bitch. <laughs>